2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 18. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. This is the word of the Lord. And Father, we thank you for your word and pray that it would come alive in our hearts today. In Jesus' name. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Father, we feel that fragility today that we are but jars of clay. Forgive us for thinking too highly of ourselves, for thinking that we are something that we're not. We are the pottery, you are the potter. You have molded us and given us our form. And we are relatively unspectacular compared to your magnificence so that the surpassing power would be seen to belong to God and not to us. Thank you for our relative insignificance that you have made monumentally significant because you've put your power in us. We bear your image. And where we lament our plainness, we receive your love, your affection, and your affirmation. And Father, we pray that the world would not look at us and see our intelligence, our wisdom, our prowess, our sophistication, but they would see a weak, broken, and needy people humbled by our humanity in need of a savior, in need of the empowerment of the spirit day by day. And we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. God, thank you that you do not break a bruised reed. You do not snuff out a smoldering wick. 
that you leverage our pain and our suffering for our development and our growth, that our trials can actually be a means of grace, that you know as a good father what we can bear and what we cannot. And though we are beset by trials, you are with us. You will never leave us or forsake us. You will not allow us to be crushed, driven to despair, forsaken, or destroyed. And may we always carry about in our body the death of Jesus, so that your life may also be manifested in our bodies, taking up our cross daily, not seeking to save our life, but losing our life for your sake and the gospels, that we might gain that which is truly life, that the world might see resurrection power at work in the church. As we are crushed, may the aroma of heaven be released for the healing of the nations. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. May we have an eternal perspective where we are willing to submit ourselves to one another for the sake of Christ, where we are willing to lay down our lives following in the footsteps of our master, our rabbi who sacrificed himself on our behalf. May death be at work in us so that life would be at work in others. And may your grace be sufficient for us even as death is at work within us. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we also speak knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. Father, may our convictions go so deep that faith would germinate in our hearts and the outgrowth would be proclamation of your goodness and your glory that as we have believed, so we would speak. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth would speak. Because we know that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with those around us into his presence. This is our great hope and the great expectation of the church throughout the centuries. We believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. We believe that we also will be raised. And we set our hope in this, that though death is at work in us in this life, that you have overcome the world and sin and the devil and even death itself. You say, behold, I am making all things new. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. Father, I pray that in our families and among our coworkers and our fellow students and our neighbors and those we minister to, 
that as we lay down our lives for the sake of the gospel, that grace would extend to more and more people, and that would result in thanksgiving to the glory of God. That we would not demand our own rights, we would not demand our own satisfaction, but we would live in such a way as to consider others' needs more important than our own. And in that, the nature of God would be seen, that grace would extend from the church, like a healing balm to a wounded world. And the result would be thanksgiving to the glory of God, grateful recipients of grace. So, in light of your resurrection, in light of your grace, in light of hope, we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Holy Spirit, would you speed the process of that inner renewal along? Would you form us and shape us into the image of Jesus? For this light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. And I pray that we would have the same revelation that the Apostle Paul had, where we see later in this letter he recounts a vision he had, hearing things that were inexpressible. Heaven was so real to Paul, the resurrected Christ so substantive, that it caused all things to pale in comparison where the challenges of this life, the setbacks, the trials, the disappointments, in Paul's case, the beatings, the imprisonment, and all the additional hardships, these are seen as light and momentary by comparison of the eternal weight of glory. And I pray that your glory would be like a weight that we experience, that we feel the magnitude of your glory, of your majesty, of your righteousness. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Holy Spirit, would you enlighten the eyes of our heart? Would you give us an eternal perspective? Would you help us to see that which is truly real, as C.S. Lewis calls the world that we live in, the shadow lands? Would we see beyond the shadow into the realm of eternity that you inhabit? And would we consider that as our true home, that we are merely aliens and strangers to this world, that there will be one day a renewal where you restore the perfection of the garden, combined with human progress in a garden city, the new heavens, and the new earth, the new Jerusalem coming down to inhabit the earth where the presence of God is among mankind once again. Would this reality so compel us, so fill us with vision for the future that it causes all of the present hardships to pale in comparison? Give us your mind and your heart Help us to see through your eyes. In Jesus' name, amen.